Welcome once again, and now let's get into today's message. Today we're going to begin a brand new series. It's going to be entitled, Our Covenant of Increase. And I believe you're really going to enjoy this. I love teaching on covenant. I love teaching on the fact that it is a covenant of increase. And I'm going to prove that to you from the authority of God's Word. But just before we do, let's have a word of prayer. And I want you to believe God for revelation to come into your life today. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share the uncompromising Word of God with this vast audience. And I pray that each and every one of them will have ears to hear and hearts that are receptive. Holy Spirit, cause this to become more than just words in a book, but cause it to become revelation. And once it does, I pray that it will change their lives forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open them to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, and we're going to begin reading in verse 1. And those of you that are familiar with this, you know that God is introducing himself to a man by the name of Abram. He later changed his name to Abraham. And it says in verse 1, and, in, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Now notice this is God speaking. He approaches this man by the name of Abram and he says, I am going to enter into covenant with you. I'm going to make a covenant with you. And he goes on to say, or the Bible goes on to say, and Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful. I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Notice this phrase, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. That's a very, very important phrase. You keep that in mind because we're going to get back to it a little later. But let's define the word establish. He says, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. The word establish means to make steadfast, firm, or stable to settle on a firm or permanent basis, to set or fix unalterably. That goes in line with what God says in Psalm 89, 34. He says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God is a covenant keeper. I like to say he's the original promise keeper. In other words, God will never break this covenant. Now man could break it, but God would never break it. He said, I will establish it. It will be firm. It will be stable. It will be unalterable. And once again, he says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has come from my lips. And then notice he says that one of the things that he would do for Abraham is that I will make thee exceeding fruitful. 
that not only pertained to his seed, that he was going to multiply his seed and give him a large, large family in the form of seed from generation to generation to generation. But when he said, I'll make the exceeding fruitful, he's also talking about materially and financially. And we'll see later in this book, the same book of Genesis, that God did exactly that. Why? Because it is a covenant of increase. When God made covenant with Abraham, he fully intended for this man to increase in every area of his life. Let me make this very important point. And if you're taking notes, you might want to write it down. To fail to increase is a violation of your covenant. You say, no, wait a minute, Brother Jerry, you're talking about Abraham's covenant. Yes, but remember the phrase, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. Abraham had seed and it did not end with Isaac and Jacob. The Bible says in Galatians chapter three, that if you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. That's Galatians 3:29. Get that scripture down in your spirit because that's talking about you. If you're born again, then you belong to Christ. And if you belong to Christ, the apostle Paul says, then you are the seed of Abraham and an heir according to the promise. So that means that whatever God promised Abraham, you are a recipient of it as well. You're the seed of Abraham. You see, God established this covenant. It's a firm covenant and it goes right on down to our generation. The promises of that covenant belong to you and me, just like they did Abraham. Now, once again, in Genesis chapter 24, you see that God honored that covenant in Abraham's life. In verse one, it says, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Another translation says, in every way. And if you go back to Genesis chapter 13, you will find out that immediately after Abraham entered into covenant with God, increase came into Abraham's life. In Genesis 13 and verse two, it says, and Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. Notice from the moment he entered into covenant with God, God began to bring increase into this man's life. Why? Because it is a covenant of increase. Now, notice also back in Genesis chapter 12 and in verse two, he says, I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee. The word bless means empowered to prosper, empowered to multiply, empowered to increase, empowered to excel and to rise above. So notice when God promised Abraham, I will bless thee, he is also promising him that he would bring increase into his life. And notice from the moment God said, I will bless you, I will empower you to increase, then increase started taking place in Abraham's life. In fact, one chapter later, you read about the increase that came into his life. I like to ask this question to people everywhere I preach this message. How many chapters will it take you to increase? You have a covenant with Almighty God. Say that with me. I have a covenant with Almighty God. Say this, I'm the seed of Abraham. Say it again. That's got to get down into your heart. I am the seed of Abraham. 
Now say this, and I'm an heir according to the promise. Did you say it? I'm an heir according to the promise. That means that if God promised to bring increase into Abraham's life, then that promise is good to you as well. God promises to bring increase into your life. And I'm going to say it again. If you didn't write it down earlier, write it down now. To fail to increase is a violation of your covenant. From the time I began to learn this 47 years ago, the story of my life has been increase. God has brought increase in every area of my life. Of course, I've increased spiritually. I've increased mentally in the fact that my mind has been renewed, praise God. I don't think like I used to think. I don't have those negative thoughts uh, quite as often as I did when I first started this. And if I do now, I just cast them down and make them line up with the Word of God. So I have increased spiritually. I have increased mentally. I have increased physically, praise God. I've enjoyed great health all these years. And I have increased financially, praise God. Let me say that one again. I have increased financially. I don't operate financially today like I did 47 years ago. 47 years ago, I didn't know these things. I was just beginning to be introduced to them and found out that my covenant is a covenant of increase. And Carolyn and I began to place a demand on that promise and place a demand upon our covenant. And as a result of it, God continually increased us. In fact, just before coming into the studio, my daughter, Jerry Ann, showed me a report that she was placing in our archives that she found in some of our old, old financial records. She said, Dad, look at the annual income that this ministry brought in when you first started. And look at the annual income just five years later. I'm telling you, it was amazing. It was miraculous. In the natural, I don't know how it happened. It was God and it was that covenant of increase. I, in fact, the percentage of increase was more than I can even think, praise God. But God did it. Why? Because it is a covenant of increase. Get that down into your spirit. Your covenant is a covenant of increase. So notice once again, God blessed Abraham in every area of his life. God caused increase to come in every area of his life. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 makes this statement about the blessing. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing of God on your life will cause you to increase financially. In fact, it will make you rich. Now, I know a lot of Christians have a hard time with that. A lot of Christians, you know, uh, uh, just they can even say the word rich because they've been taught that we're supposed to be poor. A lot of Christians have been taught that God and poverty are linked together with a very short rope. A lot of Christians have been taught the poorer you are, the more spiritual you are. You know, it's amazing to me that that does not line up with the Word of God. In fact, if you will read your Bible closely, God considers poverty a curse. It's not a blessing. It's a curse. And thank God Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Praise God. You and I are redeemed from the curse of poverty. So don't accept that. You know, I had somebody ask me one time, uh, 
you know, you're sitting in first class, flying all the way to Africa, first class. What about that vow of poverty? I just looked at him and said, didn't take it, thank you. I'm not taking a vow of poverty. Why would I do that when God says poverty is a curse and he's redeemed me from the curse? Hallelujah. This covenant, my friends, is a covenant of increase. And here it says, once again, in Proverbs 10, 22, that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. You say, well, how do I get the blessing? Get born again. The moment you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life, God pronounces the blessing on you. In fact, Psalm chapter 3 and verse 8 says, the blessing of the Lord is on his people. Are you one of his people? Have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? If you have, then you're one of God's people. You're a child of God, and the blessing of the Lord is on you. It's, that's not something you're going to receive once you get to heaven. No, you receive it right here in the earth. Why? Because that's where you need it the most. You're not going to need it in heaven. You need it down here in this world that is still operating, by and large, under the curse. I need the blessing on my life. You need the blessing on your life. And praise God, God has provided it. So become blessing-minded. Don't keep asking God to give you something that He says He's already given you. I never pray, oh, God, bless me. God, please bless me. No, that's a contradiction to what His Word says. His Word says that He has blessed me. He's blessed me, according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, He's blessed me with all spiritual blessings. Praise God. He has blessed me in every way. Now, if you're not walking in the blessing, that's a different story. And the main reason why most Christians don't walk in the blessing is because of a lack of knowledge. They don't know it's available. They don't know what the Bible says about it. And consequently, they're not enjoying the benefits of it. But listen, all you got to do is read your Bible. Don't take some preacher who knows nothing but traditions. Don't take his word for it. Go to the Bible. In fact, don't even take my word for it. Go to the Bible for yourself and find out what I'm telling you is so. The blessing of the Lord is on your life. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, You have been redeemed from the curse so that, verse 14, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile. What's the Gentile? That was simply the non-Jew. And thank God, now that you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, the blessing of God is on you. And the blessing, Proverbs 10, 22, once again says, maketh rich. It'll make you rich. It'll cause you to prosper. All you need to do is learn how to operate in it. Now, God said that he would establish his covenant, not only with Abraham, but also with Abraham's seed. So say it once again. I am the seed of Abraham. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am the seed of Abraham. And what does that mean? That means that you are in covenant with Almighty God and God promises that He will never break that covenant. He will not, never alter any promise that He's ever made. It is unalterable, praise God. It is firm. It is fixed. It is established. God said that He would not only bless Abraham, but his seed. Let's see if it came to pass. Let's see if God kept his word. Genesis chapter 26 
and verse 24. It says, The Lord appeared unto Isaac the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. See, Isaac was the biological seed of Abraham. And God appeared to him and said, Just as I blessed your father, I am going to bless you. Why? Because God promised Abraham. He established that covenant and it cannot be altered. And then in Genesis chapter 26, verses 13 and 14, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, it says, And Isaac became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. Look what happened to the seed of Abraham. He, gained, he, he became great. He gained more and more. Isn't that just another way of saying increase? Yes, this is a covenant of increase. And Isaac gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. Then you see the same thing happening in Jacob's life. What's happening? The seed of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And it says in Genesis chapter 30 and verse, verse 43 from the Amplified Bible, speaking of Jacob, thus the man increased and became exceedingly rich. Notice that covenant of increase not only worked for Abraham, it worked for Isaac. Now we see it working for Jacob. In fact, here's a testimony Jacob gave in Genesis 33, 11. God has dealt graciously with me and I have everything. Another translation says, I have more than enough. What is it? It's the result of that covenant of increase. The blessings were on Joseph's life. He increased. In fact, Joseph increased even as a slave. In Genesis 39, verses 2 and 3, the Amplified Bible says, But the Lord was with Joseph, and he, though a slave, was a successful and prosperous man. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to flourish and to succeed in his hand. Notice, even those who were in charge of Joseph when he was a slave, Notice that there was something on this man's life and it caused him to prosper and to succeed in spite of the fact that he was a slave. What was it on Joseph's life? The blessing of Almighty God. It was that covenant working. And what is that covenant? It's a covenant of increase. My friends, your covenant is a covenant of increase and God wants your testimony to be just like Abraham's, just like Isaac and just like Jacob's, a covenant of increase. All you have to do is just become aware of the fact that the blessing of God is on your life. I've proven that to you from the authority of God's Word. Now go ahead and accept that. Once again, don't let somebody else who doesn't know much about the Bible convince you that this is not for you. Read the Bible and then make this quality decision. The Word of God is final authority. If the Bible says the blessing of God is on your life, then accept that as final authority. You just say, God said it, that settles it. Hallelujah. Say it with me again. I have a covenant with Almighty God. And then say, and it is a covenant of increase. And finally say this once again, for me to fail to increase is a violation of my covenant. Let that sink in 
to your heart today. I'm telling you, it's life-changing. Now, the, the, the way that the covenant worked in Abraham's life and in his descendants' life is according to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So obedience was the key to having this covenant of increase working in your life. God told Moses to tell the people if they would hearken unto his word and be obedient to his word, then all these blessings would come on them and overtake them. They would experience the same kind of increase that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob experienced. Someone said, well, we don't have to do that under the new covenant. Oh, is that right? Well, let me tell you what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 46. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Are you telling me it wasn't important to be a doer of the word? It wasn't important to obey God's word in the New Testament? Jesus seems to think it is. In fact, uh, when the disciples came to Mary, uh, you know, saying, we, we have no more wine at that, at that banquet, what did she tell them? Whatsoever he, speaking of Jesus, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Folks, it's just as important as a New Testament believer to be obedient to the Word of God as it was to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joseph, David, and all the rest. God expects you to obey His Word, and if you will be obedient to His Word, these blessings will come on you and overtake you. Praise God. What an exciting lesson. Listen, I want you to watch this special announcement. I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks, so don't miss it. I'll be back in just a moment. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this School Without Walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial Fisher for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you. We are here for you. Become the winner that God wants you to be. Jerry Savelle Ministries has faith-building, encouraging posts, resources, videos, and more that are just a swipe, click, or download away. Don't let a day go by without building your faith. Follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.
also, make sure to visit jerrysavelle.org and share your prayer request or praise reports with us. We want to connect our faith with yours and celebrate what God is doing in your life. Biblical prosperity is God's intended lifestyle for all believers. In the revolutionary book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Jerry Savelle establishes a biblical foundation for understanding the principles of divine prosperity with a special focus on the reasons why many of God's people are in financial bondage. God has provided the way out. You are blessed to be a blessing. Also included in today's package is the eye-opening five CD teaching, The Power of the Blessing. In this series, Jerry Savelle teaches how the blessing of God will cause you to live a rich life, how you can receive and experience this heavenly empowerment, and how the blessing will cause you to rise above troubles and limitations, and much more. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Covenant of Increase package, including Why God Wants You to Prosper and the Power of the Blessing. You can enjoy the peace, quietness, and confidence that come from allowing God to direct your finances for His purposes today. My, my, I tell you, I preach myself happy today. I trust I've been an inspiration to you. And it is my prayer, once again, that this will become a revelation to you. Not just words in a book, not just another TV sermon, but it will become a revelation to you. I'm telling you, the covenant of increase will work for you no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, no matter what your race is, and no matter what nation you live in. I've watched it work all over the world your covenant of increase. Praise God, you have a right to walk in the blessings of God. Listen, I want to encourage you to order the resources today. These are so powerful. Three CDs entitled, The Power of the Blessing. I didn't have time to go over all the information that I'd like to share with you about the power of the blessing, but I had time on these CDs. These are three probably at least one hour long messages on the power of the blessing, how to get it to work in your life, how to walk in it every day of your life, and then right along with it, my book on why God wants you to prosper. God wants you to prosper, but there are reasons why. It's not just so you can consume it all on yourself. God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. Don't let anybody tell you that God wants you to be poor he wants you blessed. You can just do more for God when you're blessed, okay? So don't delay. Place your order right now. Do it while it's fresh on your mind so that we can get it to you just as quickly as we possibly can. And I know once you begin to read the book, listen to the CDs, you're going to be glad you placed your order for these resources. I want to encourage you also to uh, consider partnering with this ministry. This ministry is touching lives all over the world. We keep expanding. God keeps blessing us, multiplying our efforts. And as partners, praise God, you become a partaker of the same grace that is on this ministry. That's what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 1 to his partners, and that principle is still true today. And I want to thank my partners for believing in me, and thank you for watching our broadcast. Listen, next week we're going to continue this series don't you dare miss it. Until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. Next week. So I want you to think, when you hear the word covenant, think increase, because that's exactly what it is, a covenant of increase.